This is Optimal Living Daily Relationships, Episode 119, Overcoming Trust Issues, Part 1, by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. And I'm Joss Marie, your host and personal narrator, right here on the Relationships Edition of Optimal Living Daily. Thanks so much for joining me. This is the show where Justin Mullick, the producer and creator of this show, hand-selects relationship posts from some of the best relationship blogs in the world, and then I narrate them to you every Monday through Friday, free of charge. And it's never without permission from the authors. Today, I have the first part of a two-part post by Steve Pavlina all about overcoming trust issues. So make sure and come on back tomorrow to hear the second part of this post. Also, if you have any topic requests or would like to help out the show in any other way, you can contact us right at oldpodcast.com slash support. There's actually an entire list of ways you can help out, financially or otherwise. We appreciate all of your help, so thank you. And with that, let's hear the first part of Steve's post as we start optimizing your life. Overcoming Trust Issues, Part 1 by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com How easy is it for you to trust other people? Do you trust people easily? Or are you often suspicious of others' motives? Do you trust life enough that you can quit your uninspired job as soon as you recognize it as such and know that life will bring you something even better? Or do you need to slow things down and control the process, such as by trying to save up money doing even more work you dislike? Are you paying the price in frustration for your distrust in life? Do you trust that if you leave your uninspired relationship, that life will bring you an even better, more fulfilling relationship experience? If you leap into your path with a heart, do you trust that life will have your back? Difficult Trust Lessons In my early 20s when I was getting my computer games business off the ground, I was a pretty trusting guy. I felt lucky to be entering into a deal to publish one of my games with a major publisher. My team worked on it for months, and then our publisher unilaterally canceled the deal on us and tried to sue us for absolutely no reason that made sense. It was basically a scare tactic. I was able to convince them to drop the lawsuit, but they killed our project dead. And in the end, I was left with a bunch of debt and no income. I found out later that they apparently had no intention of publishing our game. They simply wanted to tie us up from working with any other publishers since they had a competing game that would otherwise be coming out around the same time as ours. That bad deal really set me back financially. It was the main issue that led to me having to declare bankruptcy in 1999. In my 20s, I was way too naive about how dishonest some people were. I got screwed over pretty royally. This was one of the most stressful times of my life. The CEO of that same company later had to personally pay tens of millions of dollars of fines to the SEC for accounting fraud. Some of the other officers were fined as well. Apparently, they were pumping up their sales figures to artificially boost their stock price, thereby screwing their investors too. The old CEO is out, but this company continues to produce and sell millions of copies of their games today, mostly very violent ones. After that, I entered into another problematic deal with a different publisher. Their CEO was actually a pretty nice guy and seemed honest, 
but the company just wasn't doing that well. In the end, they had to cancel our project after we worked together for about a year because they ran out of money. Soon, they got bought out by a competitor for pennies on the dollar. I had some big issues with trusting people in business after that, both in trusting their intentions and their ability to follow through. On the one hand, I can say that this was a good thing because it led me into a direct sales model. Instead of working with publishers, I began selling my games direct via the internet, and that worked very well. In less than a year, I was able to turn things around and went on to publish other developers' games too, eventually releasing about two dozen games before I transitioned to working in personal development. Do you trust life? These days, I've been able to reestablish the trust I feel towards others and attract very trustworthy people into my life, which is wonderful. I no longer feel so jaded as I once did. What helped most was to think about trust differently. I began asking whether or not I could trust life itself. Did I trust the universe? Did I feel this was a safe reality I was living in? Or was this a place where I had to protect myself? In the end, I realized that my relationship with life exists in my mind, so I can change it. Same goes for my relationships with other people. They exist in my thoughts and feelings. They're mental and emotional constructs. Then I realized I have two options. I could trust life or I could distrust it. I mentally explored both possibilities and pondered what kind of life each possibility would yield. How would I live if I trusted life? How would I live if I didn't trust it? I encourage you to ponder both options thoughtfully, such as by journaling about this and see where it leads you. I think you'll find this to be a very eye-opening exercise. In the end, I concluded that trusting life was the better option. I might get screwed over in the short term on occasion, but if I really trusted life, then I'd always give it the benefit of the doubt. This would cause me to reframe any seemingly negative experiences as life lessons. I'd forgive, extract the lessons, and move on. I could also predict that this mindset would eventually attract some great relationships with genuinely trustworthy people. If I'm the trusting sort and I meet another trusting sort, we're going to connect with a truly delightful depth since our relationship will be largely free of suspicion and shielding. The opportunity to enjoy deeply intimate, unshielded relationships seemed a bit intense, but also very appealing. On the other hand, if I chose to distrust life, I'd always be filled with suspicion. I'd go through life being shielded and feeling that I had to constantly protect myself. I'd probably be alone quite a lot, even in the company of others. I'd have to deny myself the deepest forms of intimacy since that would make me too vulnerable. Who'd want to be in a relationship with a guy who was always suspicious and shielded? I've connected with women like that on occasion, but I can't say I like it all that much. It feels as if they're trying to force me to fit their expectations of eventual betrayal. When I sidestep their baiting patterns and try to bring their misplaced suspicions to conscious awareness, they end up confused and embarrassed and usually retreat back into their shells. Trying to connect becomes a chore as long as they remain committed to a deep-seated distrust of life. About all they can experience relationship-wise with that mindset is either more betrayal or more confusion and embarrassment when they push away someone who genuinely wants to connect. 
Was that the kind of life I wanted to experience? How am I supposed to enjoy real intimacy if I'm always pushing people away due to suspicions and assumptions that may or may not be accurate? Is being hurt now and then really so bad? On balance, I felt that trusting was the better option because it would almost certainly lead to a more interesting, engaged, and fulfilling life. I might have to deal with some rejection and betrayal now and then, but if I maintained a trusting attitude, Eventually, I'd connect with some wonderful, like-minded people with whom I could share some deep and fulfilling bonds. The other path looked dark, dreary, and disconnected. I made my choice. Reframing Pain Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled, Overcoming Trust Issues, by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. Thanks to Steve for letting us share his post today. We're really lucky to have the opportunity to feature his content so frequently here on the show. It's always a treat, so thanks again. Also, if there's any way you'd like to help out the show, or if you'd like to help out but you're not quite sure how, we have an entire list of ideas right at oldpodcast.com support. Thanks a ton from the OLD team. And that's a wrap on episode 119. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to come on back tomorrow for part two of this post by Steve Pavlina about overcoming trust issues where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.